you're listening to episode 113 of Shades Midweek, a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I am Jonathan Hafes, one of your hosts, and I am in studio with my co-host, Bradford Brown, but we are sans one John Mark DeRoe. That's he, right. He's been having to care for sick children, and we, we booted him out. We didn't even let him in here on the phone That's because right. we brought in two guests. And as we all know, there is no more than four people allowed to be on this podcast at once. So That is true. Uh, it's, it, an we're, unwritten, it's an unwritten rule. Right. We're, we're going to give away the game like from the beginning that we're doing a Meet a Member episode. Um, but And we'll, we'll get there. We'll do the theme song and all of that. But we want... We want our two members to be able to participate in the festivities that are the pointless intro to this show. So without any further ado, everyone, please welcome Cassidy and William Ashley. The Ashleys. Yep, that's us. Can I say something? The, the, yeah, go <laughs> for it. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. This is your time to shine. It's lovely to see you all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> William has been here before. Yes, with Kenyon Ross. Yeah, yeah. We oh, did. I forget right. what the episode I wasn't number here. was. You weren't here for that? It was just me and JM? Yep, oh. I was out. Shows you how good my memory is. Man, we never get the full crew. But is there, yeah. is there yeah. like... <laughs> well, it, it, legit, right. for, for everybody who doesn't know, there really are only four microphones in here. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got a tight budget, so... Yeah. Oh. Um, but I mentioned getting a fifth one when we needed it, and JM's like, no, the board only has four channels. <laughs> Didn't yeah, think ahead. Tiny board. What so, would you have done if he had not been out this week? Uh, we'd have just kicked him out anyway. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. we'd just been like, go produce. You know, that's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know what had happened. Maybe we'd have shared a microphone. He could have sat in my yeah. lap. <laughs> <laughs> we can ask him about that cute. when he gets back. Oh, anyway. Well, what have y'all been up to today? What What is What does a day in the life of the Ashleys look like <laughs> going on? On a Wednesday, because I know, oh, that is my phone ringing. I am very sorry. It is connected to the Bluetooth for an album later. Uh, Shay Wall, I apologize uh, for ignoring your call right now. I will call you back. Maybe you should, can you do no d- uh, disturbances on your phone? Uh, I don't, probably, but, yeah. like, you know. Like a little moon, but a little half ha- moon? But then what happens when my wife tries to call me? You can, you can. You could oh. ignore her, too. No, oh. You can oh. set it up oh. so that her calls go through. All right, all right. right. That is on record. Well, what, what, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, what have yeah. y'all been doing today on this Wednesday? Because you get Wednesdays uh, off, yeah. right? Yeah. So we woke up late, and then we went That's awesome. to a coffee shop and saw a lot of William's coffee shop friends. Um, there's so many. <laughs> And then we went to an antique store, and then we went to a bookstore. Do y'all, do y'all Ooh, like fun. doing antiquing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just I, like to look at it. Sorry. I don't have to. You go. Okay. I, uh, I, I see a lot of blacksmithing tools at antique stores, nice. and a lot of times they're labeled, uh, we have no idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, Holly and I uh, enjoyed going to antique stores in, until we had kids. And I think we'll enjoy going to antique stores one day again. <laughs> when they're old enough to, not, to you don't have to be like, put that down, put yeah, that down. There, there's often a large section of antique stores that's like, here's everything made of glass uh, or ceramic or right. whatever. Brad, are you eating lunch right now? Yes. <laughs> I, what is this smell that has all of a sudden filled the studio? Is that chicken and rice? It is. My wife made It's kind of like a chicken pot pie. Oh, my word. So... I'm glad we have the Ashleys here because they're going to keep my interest because normally I would take a nap after a lunch like this. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Y'all deserve more respect than this. this well, yeah, one of you doesn't show up. One of you's eating lunch. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, what happened I'll just to us keep being, a list. What happened to us being a family? All this talk about oh, my you know, word. Clearly, I don't being comfortable with one another. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my word. That talk. Clearly, I don't love well because okay. I keep a record of wrongs. You know? <laughs> yes. Oh, well... Uh, let's move right along. I know JM's not in here, but press the album button. Don't. Do not do what you did last week. I I saw you reaching down like you were going to press something. And last week, Brad went a little nuts with the buttons. I've calmed down. (laughs) One, two, three, four. Live from Four Stream Studios. <laughs> you know who it is, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I picked one of their more popular songs just so everybody would know who it is right off the bat. Surely you recognize 
that voice by now if you don't already know. All right, this is Need to Breathe, which Need to Breathe is one of my favorite bands, and they put out not that long ago um, a brand-new live album. I think it's two hours long with 20-something, I think 25 tracks. So, wow. like, all your faves. For, it's like playing a Greatest Hits album. It's, it's, it's all your faves from, like, all their different albums. And I love, I'm a sucker for a good live album. Mm. I love a good, and, and Need to Breathe are so fantastic live. So, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm spinning this one a lot right now. You should check it out. And if you've never heard of Need to Breathe, they're a kind of standard rock and roll band from South Carolina. South Carolina. And their, their musical influences are kind of all over the place. And you pick that up from, I mean, you, this song features banjo, but like with some of their albums like Hard Love, they feature a lot more kind of, I don't know, uh, they feature a lot of synth sounds and mm. stuff. And um, But then it's always just carried and powered by Bear's incredible, powerful voice. So Yeah. Check it brothers. out. It's brothers, right? Yeah, so his brother, uh, so Bear's lead singer. Bear, and isn't it another uh, Alabama name? I forget. It's something, Reinhardt. Uh, I, I can't remember his brother's name. What? His brother was a guitarist for the band for years and years and years. That's right. He left a few years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, to pursue kind of like just more, uh, I think he does like graphic design and photography and that kind of thing. Some arts stuff. And so, yeah. But this one's called uh, Need to Breathe live from Bridgestone Arena. So it was mm. recorded on October the 29th of last year, 2021. So check it out. That's it. That's Love my it. guest album of the week. You Love got a it. book? What a great recommendation, Jonathan. There it is. There it is. Another Smooth Day production with Brad on, at the helm. <laughs> it's because you're eating lunch. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bradford's Book Club. Today, I have dear friends, as you already know, in the studio with me. And so Bradford's Book Club, it's never been about Bradford. It's been about community. I thought it was about the books. Yeah, Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> Ideas. Conversation. And so with those things in mind, I have a guest joining me today, William Ashley. William, thanks for coming on Bradford's Book Club. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, a rather, it's a rather luxurious, isn't it? You know, we, you didn't know we completely changed the setup in the room for Bradford's yes. Book Club. We are sitting by a fire now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, drinking okay. scotch and, and, and brought out leather chairs. And smoking and jackets. Yep. Really yes. nice cups. Yep. There's so. a golden retriever at my feet, so it's pretty incredible. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> it's really friendly. Anyway, you got a book for us, will you? <laughs> yes. Um, the book is "The Intellectual Life" by A.G. Sertelange. He is a. Can you just say that last name one more time? A.G. Sertelange. Sertelange. <laughs> I don't even know if I said it entirely yeah. properly. It doesn't matter. Just, just, yeah. just confidence. I'm, it yeah, I'm, I'm committed. So now, why this book? Um. So, contrary to many of the sensibilities of probably several of those who attend our church. Um, <laughs> Make an would, enemies you, already. would you like to name names? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say any. Um, it, it is a wonderful book by a Catholic, uh, a, a Dominican friar from France, as you could tell by the luxurious last name, um, about... Uh, the intellectual life, and it's what its spirit, method, and conditions. I might have gotten those words mixed up. That's a subtitle, but um, he discusses many things, including the virtues proper to an intellectual. So, the classical virtues of, um, uh, so, well, where do I? I don't want to just summarize the whole book here. Um, <laughs> So he's he, he discusses the virtues proper to an intellectual and you know the persistence and perseverance of intellectual work and what a daily schedule might look like for somebody who's dedicated to the intellectual life. Which he yeah, argues he, he gets super practical in some mm, of that. Yeah. yeah, he argues that you can be an intellectual without you know necessarily dedicating all of your time to that life. Well, he says. 
he says they're goodness. I got confused here. One second. You've piqued my interest, though. William. Yeah. So um, he believes or he, he uses the language of the poet and the um, let's see the poet the uh, in. I guess the intellectual and the laborer. I don't remember exactly what words he uses, but he describes how there is some of each in a whole, in every whole life. And, right, right. And so he he's also justifying how somebody can work two hours, two very focused hours, but two two hours a day on intellectual labor, and still he thinks rightly be considered an intellectual and. Oh. I mean, so many other things, like he describes the sort of the Aristotelian connection to God that the intellectual... Did you just sneeze? What did you What did you say? Sorry, the Aristotelian connection to... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> sorry, I take things literally, even when I know I shouldn't. Um, well... Yeah, sorry. William, I know you could go on and on, I because could. it sounds like a really it's interesting book. Trouble. And I've always <laughs> considered myself an intellectual. <laughs> I couldn't get through it. Uh, so I'll have to check it out. I've not read it. Yeah. Surprisingly, Jonathan's read it. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. I've got <laughs> yeah, to do if, that. If you want to borrow it, Brad. It was a compliment. I can, I can, yeah. Surprisingly? <laughs> wow. Oh, did I say that? Will it make you feel better to know I read it because it was assigned to me? Ah, Would that there make it you feel is. better? So it's on you yes. at Beeson? No, no. I, I was in a doctoral program for a hot second there oh, yeah. before I had to put it on pause because I realized my life is not compatible with PhD studies at the current <laughs> moment. Um. But yeah, yeah, it was one of the books that we read right there at the beginning of the program. So it was well, fantastic. Well, The Intellectual Life by A.G. Sertelange. Check it out wherever books are sold. William, thank you for being a guest. Yes, I yes, asked him to do this me. five seconds ago, so that was a great job. I put him on the spot. Now, thanks. at this point, we normally might be about to take a trip uh, to one email corridor. Don't play it. We're not going there. But we're not for two reasons. Uh, there is an email there, and I should let Douglas Abernathy know we will get to that email next week. But in true Doug fashion, uh, he addressed individualized questions to me, Brad, and John Mark again. And one John Mark is not here to respond, so we're going to save it. The second reason is because we have what we could say are two residents of the email corridor <laughs> with us. So, Brad, I do want you to hit this button. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to meet a member. It's time to meet a member. That's right. We've already said it. We have the Ashleys in the house. William and Cassidy. Long-time listeners. William, second time on the show. Cassidy. First time on the show, Woo! but many time writers into the email corridor, yes. but we are very excited to have the two of you with us. Now, we've only done a Meet a Member episode with like a couple. Uh, have we done it twice? I think we've done it. we did it with the Hershes and we did it with the Kegleys. We haven't done it a ton. I know that. Yeah, we haven't done it a ton. Okay. So it, it gets a little interesting. So y'all can kind of like go back and forth however you want to do this. Seems dangerous. Um, <laughs> right. But let's start out just with uh, each of you telling us a little bit about your childhood. Because y'all don't y'all don't come into each other's stories until like college, college right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So let's just start out. Whoever wants to give us a, a little bit about childhood. They're I'm, looking at each other. Yeah, going uh, back and forth. It is a heated debate over who shall take the microphone first. You want to do rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, here it goes, people. There's a rock, paper, scissors. Up, oh, they tied. Okay. Uh, William won. What does so that mean? Do I choose? Oh, I go first. Okay. All right, William goes first. All right, cool. It uh, was it was scissors over paper, so everybody knows. Yeah. Um, I was committed to scissors and whatever for she the chose. For the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Where were you born? I was born in Albany, Georgia. Albany. Yep, everyone corrects me. Yes, they correct just, me too. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. It's can, a, it's a very strange thing because not everybody from Albany, Georgia calls it Albany, but right. somehow that's the reputation. That's, yes. Mm. Exactly. Can anything good come from Albany? <laughs> well, oh <they're>, man. <laughs> well, William's sitting right in front of oh, you, Brad. Thanks. Oh, that's right. You weren't born in Albany, Georgia. I was not. But you could say you're from Albany. What about Holly? The joke still works. 
Because where was Holly born? Holly was also born in Albany. So now you have yeah. my wife to deal with. Yikes. William Ooh. in the hot seat with you. My first child, Karis, was born there. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, anyway, I retract okay. my question. Right. <laughs> so we, we've gotten the city of your birth. Let's keep going. Yes. Um, <laughs> man, I have wonderful parents, uh, relatively wealthy, but also very generous. And they, I mean, they don't like to really show their wealth except when they like provide for others and they don't like to you know show that off. So I'm, I'm really grateful for my upbringing. Parents committed to hard work, to the Lord. Um, we went to a Methodist church growing up. Um, they considered themselves in the mission field, um, so they. Sorry, I didn't laugh. They, they, they joked that they were a closet Calvinist, uh, even though they weren't really closet. At a, at a Methodist church. Yes. Yes. Um, there you go. That was very interesting. You know, George Whitfield being the first, uh, what the first real Methodist when, um, and my dad. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. That's bad. Um, <laughs> If you do say anything we need to edit out, you, you can say so, and John Mark can take care of it in post. <laughs> I was going to say, my dad had trouble getting a position because of his reform His leanings. theology, yeah. yeah. Which is just historically odd to me. Um, anyways, let's see. Um, good parents, awful peers. Um, Albany is, honestly, Albany is a, kind of a terrible place in some ways. Um, no insult to anybody who loves Albany, but, um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. went there and failed and then came to Birmingham with all the things he had learned. Um, it was murder capital of the U.S. in the 80s, um, and while I was growing up there, so from, like, 94 to, I guess, 2013, uh, I mean, mental disease off the charts, teen pregnancy, drug abuse, um, and I went to a little uh, high school called Deerfield Windsor School, a little private high school because I was rich. Um, and it was, I mean, it was one of the better educational opportunities in the area. Um, and my parents both worked at P&G, so doing engineering and human resources and stuff like that. Um, um, went to a little private high school, which I learned later has, uh, abnormally, like, per capita is, like, really high hard drug use. Uh, and I think I figured out pretty quickly that that was because of the money accessible, um, and the, the money accessible to the students and the fact that the parents could get them out of jail and stuff like that, but also the stress. Um, the stress of the school destroyed a lot of kids' brains. We'll say that. Um, and so I grew up surrounded by that, but I was not invited to any of the parties or involved in really any of that. Um, so, um, yeah. It was kind of sad in some ways. Um, I had a lot of wonderful educational opportunities, so I had great teachers. We shared a teacher, Jonathan, Dr. Travis Campbell. We did. We did. You got him after me. Yeah, and I, I got him in high school, and you got yes. him at Darton. Yeah, I went to the junior college in Albany uh, for the first two years of college to get my associates there. And uh, he was not doctor yet. He was actually oh. he was writing his dissertation. Yeah, okay. Um, he was in his dissertation phase. Uh, and he was teaching philosophy at mm -hmm. Darton College, and um, and yeah, that's where I met him. Loved uh, his class, and I even remember for uh, for the the final there. I, I forget what we were supposed to do, like write a paper on something. I'm sure I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but he let me read and write a critique of a chapter in his dissertation. Mm. And I wish I could find what I wrote because I'm sure it is terrible. <laughs> I'm sure it is just awful. Mm. Um, at the time, I thought I was brilliant, and I was not yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, but uh, but yeah, loved uh, my experience with Dr. Campbell. But once he yeah. once he got his doctorate and all that, he got a job teaching at, at Deerfield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so wonderful teachers in some respects, but I feel like they just sort of perpetuated a culture of extremely high stress and dedication to ideals that are unrealistic and damaging. Um, so that was hard um, 
to come to grips with later, much later in life, pretty recently in some ways. Um, but grew up with dogs, grew up with good family. What did uh What did your faith journey look like for yeah. you? Like like when did your faith kind? I know we talk about the fact that if you grow up in a Christian home, you know that that can feel mm-hmm. a little amorphous, but you still kind of have a time probably when your faith you really feel like it becomes your own. Mm-hmm. So I grew up nominally Christian, uh, not really understanding Jesus. Uh, obsession with theology, weirdly enough, like not it's that intellectual life over there i suppose so um but obsession with theology and all weird details and mysteries of things but um until about i guess the summer in between my eighth and ninth grade years of middle school and high school um i went to man this sounds like such an awful story now that i think about it um I went to a church camp, had an emotional high, and recognized uh, who I was in relation to the Father, who I was in relation to Jesus, who Jesus was in relation to the Father, therefore why I needed Jesus. Um, A lot of the spirit theology sort of filled in later, like understanding of the Holy Spirit. Um, But at this church camp, I had an emotional high, but it was paired with that, that knowledge and that realization of who I was how much God loved me. Uh, David Crowder was playing. At, it was, I think that was the last performance of the David Crowder band. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I, I think so. I could be wrong. But um, last performance of the David Crowder band, Andy Stanley was preaching. And while I do not really appreciate much of what he says, I would say the Spirit was in, like used him instrumentally in my salvation. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Um, so that's when I started the faith journey. And then, like, all the friends who had, you know, promised to stay the path with me at that, after their emotional highs at that church camp left after that. And so I had a very lonely high school sort of faith journey. Um, very painful. A lot of hurt from friends. And I think... Weirdly enough, you know, in spite of not really feeling like part of a strong church community, I felt like that solidified my faith in God and made concrete the idea that, you know, God is the only ultimately trustworthy thing. Mm. Um, And, you know, parents supported me um, through all those situations. yeah, it was it was hard, mm. but it was good. What one other connection point uh, between your story and mine? Yeah, which it's really funny because all of our connection points happened with us not actually connecting with each other. Right, right. You know, so uh, so obviously we both grew up in the same city, uh, unbeknownst to one another. Right. Um, and uh, had the same teacher, and not at the same time, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to one another. But then at some point, you end up. At Gillianville Baptist Church, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah. Gillianville Baptist Church is where I served as the youth pastor for seven years. Mm-hmm. It was the first church that I served at, and so I left to move here in Birmingham uh, in August of two thousand eight. So when mm-hmm. did you show up to Gillianville? Do you remember? Adventure twenty ten twenty eleven maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Haynes was a youth pastor. Right, right, right. Uh, is a youth pastor still, I believe. Um, good friend. He 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 officiated Cassidy in my wedding. Awesome. Um, and that was the first strong faith community I felt like I had. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they they did baptism wrong. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. What uh, what? Really don't have a strong opinion. And at the so moment. what what year were you at in high school at this point? Tenth or eleventh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 10th or 11th grade, um, got connected with Gillenville Baptist. I had a friend, an artist friend who went there named Mallory Sammons, um, Mallory Moran now. Um, and we connected and she invited me and actually Dallas Knight mm-hmm. to go hang out there. Um, and it was a blast. So. I forgot Dallas is from Albany too. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah man. We have quite a history too. Yeah. So. 
I didn't know who. I didn't know who. Look at look at Albany over here. I know. I know. Right. This is just the Lord getting back at you for that comment. I'm I'm feeling it. Um, (laughs) I didn't know Dallas either because I mean obviously there's a big age gap between all uh, between Mm -hmm. myself and these young guys over here. Um, But I knew who Dallas's family was. Yeah. Because uh, Dallas's dad owned <laughs> Night Supplies. Appliance. It was an appliance store that like was the appliance store. And he also uh, did wow. Elvis impersonations and brought his TV onto the ca- or his children onto the TV for so, uh, advertisements. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrass them thoroughly. <laughs> I'm sure we can find those somewhere. I, know, I hope they have like a recording of them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Del- actually, interesting story. Dallas Knight's mom was the nurse who guided my mom through pregnancy. And That's so awesome. Dallas and I have pretty much known each other our whole lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So cool That's stuff. awesome. Yeah. All right. So 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 after high school graduation, you end up at Samford, right? Yes. So how did you end up at Samford? And then we'll pause your story because yeah, yeah. that's when y'all are about to to meet. Yeah. Um. I was looking at a lot of different schools. A little liberal arts college in Annapolis, Maryland, called St. John's College. Looking at. University of Puget Sound in Washington, also a small liberal arts college. I, just, I wanted to get away, you could tell. But then I started having some mental health stuff and um, decided sort of intuitively that this is decided that someplace closer would be better. Sanford had some liberal arts aspects, and I figured if I just wanted to read original text on my own, I could do it. So that's why I'm at Sanford. I got scholarship for philosophy, lost all of it several times. So, yeah. We will pause the William Ashley, the tale of Sir Ashley. We will pause right there. Um, so, yeah, so Cassie, point that right at your, your face. Brad, you may need to boost her a little bit more. And Brad, I'll let Brad take over. Oh. All right. Well, Cassie, take it away. Do I just start from the beginning? That's right. Stuff? Okay. From I'm going to have to take it back. He's not giving you any direction at all. That's fine. So I'm just kidding. I'm just making sure. <laughs> um, so. Let's see. So I was born in Decatur, Illinois, um, but both of my parents are from Alabama. My dad is was a pastor, and so he was pastoring a small church up there. Um, what what denomination? Southern Baptist. Did did I know this? Did I, I know. know that you're that you were pastor's kid? I don't I, know. I did not know that. I don't feel like I knew. I don't this. talk about it enough. Um, but there's a lot of us here on that at Shades. There, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's like it's like a recovery ground. <laughs> I feel like that for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> I've heard, anyways, but yeah, so we, I, we lived in Illinois for a couple of years, so I had, um, I have an older sister, my younger sister was born while we were there, and then we moved to Eufaula, Alabama, um, and so that was where my dad was a pastor of a little Southern Baptist church there that actually, I think is, doesn't exist or goes by another name now, anyways, um, but when I was roughly four or five, he was diagnosed with colon cancer, mm-hmm. Um, was still like still pastoring, um, had it for let's say five five or so years, would go into remission, come back, go into remission, come back, mm-hmm. and then he passed away when I was nine, so it was like a whole a whole thing. But mm-hmm. so we we were in uh all I have there's four of us. My oldest sister was eleven and my mom was by herself, so we moved back to Fairhope, Alabama, where her family's from. And that's kind of like I remember Eufaula. Do not remember Illinois, so I don't count that. I was born and raised in the South, but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not really technically because I was born in Illinois. But um, so I, but I remember Fairhope. Like we grew up I, from when I was nine onward. So like that's where I'm from. That's like that's right. where I would say I would fr- I'm from. My mom is from there. My grandparents, my great grandparents. So it counts. But and so I moved there. Um, went to a little elementary school there. Uh, what else? Got to, which was really nice. We grew up to be really close with my my cousins who lived there. Like we got to. We lived like across a field from my grandparents. I will say that we also lived, my my backyard was a field. Across the street was a field. Wow. It's great. Her, um, her grandparents were farmers. My grandparents were farmers. Um, my, again, great-grandparents also farmers. What <laughs> so, what the, they farm? Um, so it was a rotation. They would do, let's see, corn some years, potatoes, cotton, and peanuts. And they would kind of cycle through those. So like every couple, like, you know, different seasons, right. different years. Yeah, and yeah. It, like for a little while they had cows. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to rest the field and stuff like that. Yeah. I was wow. just wondering because uh, uh, South Georgia, I mean, we got lots of farming territory too. I was wondering if it's South Alabama's same crops. Uh, yes. we, 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 yeah. I mean, we did a lot of yeah. uh, cotton and peanuts. And yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of pecan orchards yes. where we're from. Yes. Uh, I think her granddad had pecan 
pecan yes so. we had pecan orchards but also like by the Fairhope if you have not heard is a very up and coming city they're growing very That's right they're building a pu- anyways I went before when I moved there I remember there was a big deal they were going to put in a Walmart they were like this is going to really ruin these local these local grocery stores and now there's going to be a Publix right down the road and a Chick-fil-A I had to drive 20 minutes to get to Chick-fil-A anyways uh, well downtown is downtown is kind of a hip spot now right it is. and then there isn't the hotel there I'm blanking on the name of it the Grand Hotel the Grand Hotel Big deal. which is bougie it's very yeah. bougie I <laughs> like it a lot though. I hear it's very grand I mean it looks beautiful I've I hear only seen pictures somebody in her family works there my so just to keep so when I was uh, Sorry, thirteen, I'm off track no, you're here. fine. When I was thirteen, my mom remarried to my stepdad Tony, and he actually works. He's he's in the management company that does that manages the Grand and also the Ross Bridge over there. Oh yeah, stuff like that. So like th- it's it's really nice because you can as like if you live in Fairhope, you can like pay to like be able to go to the pool whenever you want at the Grand and their new thing called the Colony, which is an even better pool. But we got in technically for free. It was great. We could just go in the summer. Would he I be know able you to get me on those golf courses? Oh, my word. Probably. Okay, talk um, to me after the podcast. I, <laughs> I know you said this is like a, an aside, but your stepdad is named Tony. Yes. Uh, which is my father's name. That's I'm right. starting to feel like between the two of you, I can piece together. Between y'all's stories, I can piece together my entire yeah. story. That's, <laughs> well, that's what I'm starting to feel like. Jonathan's story is found in <laughs> the Ashley story. Kid, no, jo- no, Jonathan. Oh, if man. my dad, my dad went to okay, I don't know which seminary it is, but it's in te- it's in Dallas, Texas. Is it like eastern? Uh, southwestern. Southwestern. He went to he went to that one. I'm pretty sure. My mom is probably gonna be like, "That's not it." But anyways, uh, but and um, it was a Baptist school in the Dallas Fort Worth area. It was southwestern. But if he didn't get into that one, he was gonna go or, to Beeson. Or there, I mean, the, the only other one there is Dallas Theological Seminary, but that that, that I'm aware of. But that's not uh, a Baptist school. No, yeah, no, it's no, not no. inner. I I honestly don't know. But, <laughs> so it we, it was so. close. So many misconnections, but, and then, so yeah, so we, that was, that was pretty fun in like middle school and high school could just go to the pool. Um, so I grew up, went to, so I get, oh, and that, in that I gained three sisters. So again, if you're, if you have, if you're keeping score at all, I have an older sister, me, a younger sister, one younger brother. I think I forgot to mention that he was born. It was, it was like not a big deal, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He will never listen to this. Oh, I hope he does. We have to send it to him now. I'm going to send it to everyone. And my sister and my mom will probably listen. And then Josh will be like, thumbs up. (laughs) But then I gained three other, three stepsisters as well. So if you're keeping score again, Josh is still the only boy and the youngest. He was so mad. He was like, why couldn't you pick someone who had like a son? And I I was like, it's, that's not how that works, but <laughs> so, anyways, so think logically. Think, well, yeah. yeah, he was like oh, nine, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so then we, you know, continued growing up. Got like I said, got to be close to family, and that was really, really a cool way to grow up. Got to kind of live outside. I mean, I say that I also watched so much TV and played video games on the computer, but also if I went outside, there was outside there. So that was nice. (laughs) Um, had a very, very chill for the most part middle school and high school experience. I was talking to my aunt about it a few weeks ago. She was like, yeah, I just feel like you just kind of like flew under the radar. And I was like, yeah, I mean, pretty much (laughs) nothing interesting happened. I saw like a meme on the internet that was like, you know how people will contact you and be like, hey, do you want to be, what was it? It was like, do you want to be in my uh, pyramid scheme? Or like, do you want to be in my multi-level marketing plan? Like nobody does that to me because they're like, Cassidy, I don't remember. Was she like the girl that sat in the back of the class and didn't really like, was like friends with people? And yeah, that's me. So it was a good time. Um, What video games did you like to play? Um, so I didn't play very many. I will say I remember playing like the Finding Nemo game on the computer, but one that I loved was Jack and Daxter for PlayStation. Good oh game. yeah, <laughs> fun. Good. I game. think I played that game. Beautiful this is game. this is a generational thing. It's yes. got to be because I don't have a clue what we're talking. You, did you about. know? Did you ever oh, have a man. PlayStation? I, I had know. the I had the first PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. The original PlayStation. That, That's what it was do, on. Do you want to know what, what system I upgraded from? Too. What? Original uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I had an original Nintendo and didn't get a new system for years and years and years and begged yeah. my parents and, and got that, that first PlayStation. It came out in 2001. It's very early 2000s. It's like a little dude with like spiky hair and his it's like great. monkey it's, friend it's or whatever the heck that uh, is. Uh, Otzel, uh, part, half otter, half weasel after he fell into a vat of like magic. Oh, so, yeah. so what would teenage... Uh, what would the teenage version of yourself say about your faith? <laughs> so I think the teenage version of myself, I, th- I was thinking about that. Like, I feel like for a lot of time, a lot of years I was 
of my like the people my age, I was like a little bit more interested than a lot of the other people. Like I was not really concerned that my mom was making me go to church. I was like, I'm having fun. We're listening to like people talk about cool stuff. Like I'm like, you know, we get to talk about our faith. Like that was, it was, I almost felt like I was more invested than other people, but like, obviously that wasn't true. Other people were also invested. <laughs> I think it was just a self-centered part of me, but, and so I, cause I was so, I kind of remember the moment that I, I mean, like to, I could remember then the, the moment that I like kind of point to, to say like, this is when I quote unquote became a Christian quote unquote quote was saved. Was we were watching, um, I was probably like seven or eight and we were watching a version of the passion of the Christ for kids and there's like a bit where they're like, there's a version for children. I va- I vaguely remember this because it's, I've never heard of this. I think it came, it might, it might've come out around the same time. I might've just be, I might just be remembering is it, it wrong. Three minutes long. It's so what it is basically is they just have like the they children. Have to cut everything. Yes. The children are fall. It's like kids are the main characters. They're following oh. Jesus to, to the crucifixion and they cut it like they are stopped at the gate or something like there is mm. like some part where they can't go any further and you just see their faces you can hear what's happening mm. the children they probably couldn't actually the actors probably couldn't see but they can see what's happening right, right. Mm. you as me as a child having grown up in the church i knew what was happening right right, right. and it was the first Some time that worse. i was like oh like this is he did this for me mm. like oh. for the sins that i committed it wasn't just like i mean yes people had told me that before like but it, that was the first time that I remember being like, oh, like I, m- the things that I do matter to this. Mm-hmm. And so like I told my dad when we got, we had like talks about it, went down front, got baptized the correct way. Oh, I love it. But, and so, and then like just kind of continued going to church. Like again, I was, it was just kind of like I was a church kid. Like that's just how, my, like with my mom, it was like, Anytime the doors were open, we were there. Yeah. So, and I didn't, I, ca- I was kind of like, this is, I don't see why not. Like, all of my friends were like, this is so boring. Like, do you want to go, like, outside and, like, drink a Coke while they're praying? And I'd be like, I'm I'm fine. Like, I'll just, it's fine. I'll stay here. So. I so. love that the alternative, more entertaining thing was drinking a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't run with a crazy crowd. They yeah. were just, sometimes they were like, yeah. I am bored. This has caffeine. My I'm form of rebellion was drinking a Coke. My <laughs> form of rebellion was sitting in the hall drinking the Coke. You, were n- you could have the Coke whenever you wanted if you're like sitting in the youth room. But uh, the fact yes. that they were like, we do not want to be in the youth room. Oh, uh, yeah. So college comes. Why Samford? Honestly, I didn't really look at other colleges like I did, but I didn't. And part of that is just because I had a lot of anxiety around college. I was like, I don't know Mm. where I want to go. So I picked like a couple, but Samford was really the only one that I was like, that I visited and liked and was like, yeah, I think this would be good. And so that was, that was pretty much it. Somebody said, I think that you would really enjoy Samford. And so I was like, and my mom was like, well, while we're on this like college tour, why don't we just go look? And so we did. And I was like, and she said, I could see you here. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. And what what major did you pick? I picked English. Mm. Loved it. 10 yeah. out of 10. Now, I really want to hear the story of how y'all met. <laughs> but before we do, we have other important business to attend okay, to. Sweet. Oh, yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, it's very dangerous. All right. My brain produces a lot of weird information. <laughs> Excellent. That's what we want. That's that's the content we're here for. That's right. Now, um, we can do this however y'all want to. You can go back and forth, or whoever wants to take the question can take it, or both of you can answer it. But y'all all know what's coming first. How do you like your eggs? I like Fertilized. <laughs> I told him not That's to That's a first that. here. That's a first here on uh, I, on Shades Midweek, for sure. I do not endorse that answer. I like mine um, sunny side up, preferably with toast. That's And over easy. I don't know if those are the same things. I just know that, like, the soft. Just milk. all the names. It's just all the names. Not scrambled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not scrambled. Well, I like them scrambled, okay. but I prefer them the other way. If they made a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, gosh. Uh, I pick Florence Pugh because I feel like she has a round face and I have a round face. And also she's really beautiful and really good at what she does. Now, help me out. What is she in? She's in Little Women. That's the big thing. She's also in Midsummer or Midsommar or whatever. And one Black, Black Widow. Widow. Oh, Black Widow. She's like the sister to Black Widow. Yes. Okay. Mm. She was so good in Little Women. Good pick. William? 
what's that? Um, the scientist in uh, Back to the Future. Um, oh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is what my parents picked for me ages ago. <laughs> He's a little old now. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was a little old. Do I don't know, man. Lloyd. I honestly... I would like go scroll through the cast of some Vikings show <laughs> to like try and pick. Someone. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to Travis Fimmel. There you he's, go. He's edgy and brooding. <laughs> What's a nickname you were called when you were younger? Um, I, one of mine was KK because we we all had it was Maymay, KK, Hey Hey, and JJ. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> My mom still calls me that sometimes. Learning things. Yep. Learning things. Yeah, Did you always. have a nickname? Uh, I had several terrible nicknames that I'm not going to go through because but, okay. my peers <laughs> hated me. Um, so when I came to college, uh, Billy Burnside or Burnside Bill. Did you have burns? Sideburns? I had sideburns. Nice. Yeah. Mm. I had really big sideburns. And I looked a little bit like Hyde from that 70s show. Yeah. Ah, so I, I had the you. aviators too, so... There you go. All right. Now, remember, this is a lightning round, but I can't wait to hear William answer this question. Uh-oh. And Cassidy, too. <laughs> okay, thanks. Do you, believe in, do you believe in ghosts? Why or why not? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've had a lot of trustworthy people describe experiences they've had. Um, I don't believe it's necessarily opposed to theology. I think... Any sort of systematic treatment of metaphysics in theology is horrible. Mostly, maybe not necessarily, but mostly. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's a theological problem with that. And I've had a lot of people tell me about ghosts. And you may have heard of the house on Salter Road where Max and John Kegley lived. It was haunted. It was definitely haunted. <laughs> Oh, right, the horrible no, no stuff explanation. Happened. We just got to move on. Yep, yep, right, sorry, right, we right, just right. got to move just, on. Just, All right, that's too much. Just keep going. <laughs> For me, I, do I have I experienced a ghost? No. Um, I actually don't think that. I just like I don't think about it that much. But and do I believe that those ghost hunting shows find real ghosts? No. I was about to say, given the opportunity to be on Ghost Hunters, <laughs> would you do it? Oh, I would do it to like just to sell my soul, just to see how funny it would be. But I don't. I think I do believe in them as a concept. <laughs> I love. I love how you're just thinking it out as you talk. <laughs> yeah. As a concept, going going in a I love sl- it. going in a slightly different direction. Um, do you snore? We both snore. I thought you said <laughs> snort, and I was oh, like, snort. "What?" <laughs> uh, nope. When I laugh, sometimes. No, I'm trying to ask respectful <laughs> questions. Yes. No, that's good. Snore. We both snore. Apparently so. All right, oh. I feel like you guys will do good with this. Tell us a joke. Uh oh. Oh, okay. I have a good one. Hold on. This is one my mom told me, and she loves it. Is it's uh, how do you how do you catch a, a rabbit? I don't know. I got nothing. You stand behind a tree and yell like a carrot. Oh, I love it. Love it. Um, So, I'm going to avoid all my cannibal jokes. I have like a series of original cannibal jokes. Um, Thank you. But we're going to say uh, knock knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? (laughs) No, Europe who? (laughs) Oh, my word. Um, Okay. uh, uh, First celebrity crush. Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's you just gotta own it. You just you yep. just gotta own it. Yeah. Don't deny it. I don't really know that I ever had like a legit celebrity crush. <laughs> or, oh, was that like a drum roll? Yeah, it was just while you were thinking. Oh, okay. Um I don't know. You know what? My my first instinct is to say David Tennant from Doctor Who, even though I didn't watch Doctor Who until I was in high school. But that's like the first time that I was like, wow, like this is a celebrity, and I have a crush on him. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh. All right. Ooh, let's see. Favorite junk food? It's too many to count. <laughs> do you have one, William? Uh, what, do, what do you qualify as junk food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, give a brief definition of junk food. 
<sighs> food Fast that you food. consider to be junk. Ah, Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's. Wendy's. Yeah, French fries is a good one. Ooh, like a fr- you get frosty? I usually get a triple. Man, I love frosties. There's so many it's questions right burger. here that I'm looking at that I want to ask for comedic effect, but I'm too scared William will actually answer them. <laughs> <laughs> what That's is fair. the fastest you've ever driven in a car? I-85, I was going like... Hundred something for because all everyone was going a hundred something and I was not safe going any. Everyone was going a hundred miles per hour. Felt like it. Wow, (laughs) it felt like it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just like ninety because I accidentally went ninety when I was trying to go eighty. So my favorite answers have become the people that feel ashamed that they haven't driven driven very fast. fast. They're like. I like 85, and they feel yeah. terrible about, like, they've done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, That's I wish you had something more interesting. I'm a rule uh, follower. Um, I tend to obey the law, generally speaking. That's, yeah, that's us, oh. I think. Okay, maybe just one or two more. All right, I got one more. Desert Island. You can take one book and one movie. What are you taking with you? We'll end on this. You will have a TV there, clearly play the movie <laughs> Silmarillion and Dune oh my gosh Dude, I got in William I wish I needed you I <laughs> needed you the other day Uh-oh. and because, you were not there William uh, for those who Sorry. don't know I have a massive map of Middle Earth yeah. Uh, yeah. hanging on my dining room wall because I have a very kind and sweet wife who loves <laughs> me a lot yes um but uh but we had people over who shall remain unnamed all of them from Shades um and I'm, they notice my map, and I begin to explain that this is not just Middle Earth as you know it from Lord of the Rings. It includes Beleriand, mm-hmm. which is uh, where the Silmarillion takes place. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of it, yeah. And I begin, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, some of it takes place over right, the sea right. and all that. I, but I begin to talk about the beauty and brilliance of the Silmarillion, and and they all tried to act like it was terrible. Like they just they tried to read it, they couldn't get through it. It was off. They're like, they're like, no, we'll give you that. Lord of the Rings is good, but Silmarillion's really not good. I'm like, I was, I was getting livid. I was getting mad. I believe it. I yeah. needed you. I needed I'm sorry. you there. I wish I could have been there. I, really I will, do. I'm going to give you names. I'm going to because you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. these deal, people. Deal. I'm going to, I'm going to give you names, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna corner them. I'll write an essay. I I, I, like, like, I want it. Yes. I will say I couldn't finish the Silmarillion, but I'm, that's not because it was bad. It was a personal failing, not a failing of the book. <laughs> yeah, shortly after that, they compare one person compared Tolkien to uh, J.K. Rowling ah! and that they did similar things in their <gasps> world creation, and I about lost my mind. Anyway, all right, we're going to move on from there. Oh, wait, I didn't get, a- get to answer. Yeah, oh, sure. oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. I say that, and I'm like, I'm really stressed about the question. Why, why, why did I bring it up? Um, okay. I, okay. Oh, man. I'm really second-guessing. The book is going to be the hardest one. For the movie, I honestly think that I would bring The Princess Diaries because I've watched it so many times. So good. It gives me fond memories of my sisters and my cousins. And so I would watch it, and I'd be like, wow, I can't believe I'm never going to see them again because I'm on this (laughs) desert island. But then at the same time... But then at the same time, I'd be like, but Julie Andrews is here. There's some funny moments. I really appreciate you taking the context of the desert island into consideration. That's normally (laughs) not done. Yeah. Okay. But did you say book? I, I, it's, it's hard to pick a book because it's like, I want to pick one that's going to have enough variety. English major over here. Exactly. I'm going to read it a million times over the next few years. It needs to be inspiring enough to lift me up on my dark times. Like, I don't know. It's very (laughs) hard. You got like a single volume completed works of. Can I bring like a, the completed works? Sure. Of um, sure. I'm trying to decide, but then I gotta p- pick who that would be. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like Wendell Berry would be a really good option. He's got mm, some really wonderful yeah. poems. Yeah. Um, but if I feel like I'm like I just need something. Remind you of your childhood growing up on the farm. Oh yeah. You'd okay. probably be super depressed on this desert island. I mean, with all these <laughs> with, with all, all these reminders. <laughs> yeah. I mean. But like that again, you gotta fix it. But so yeah, I don't know. I will also give a plug for um, one of my favorite book series. Is it's very little, not very well known. And I'm well. I started reading it when I was in middle school. But it's the last book I would bring because it's like six, five, like really a lot of pages. And so I would have a lot of different things to read. It's called Return of the Thief by Megan Whalen Turner. It is the last book in the series called The Queen's Thief. And I would read it, and I would think about all the times that I had reading that series, or. Uh, just to compl- the the total writings of her. Anyways, 
Very, very. <laughs> no, everything's nostalgia driven over here. I know. Um, I just, when Brad's like, you're going to be really depressed on this island, just missing everybody. I just pictured you for some reason. The image that came to mind was you making a sand William and using seaweed <laughs> for his hair and his beard. That's, that's what I got. That's something I would do. That's what, that's what came to mind. Anyway, congratulations, John. Right. Thanks. Yeah. That was yeah. not lightning. That, that was, was like no. sludge. That was awesome. Oh, no, you could feel the lightning. Feel the lightning? It's not like you gave us right. much Well, Obviously, we don't want to eat your entire Wednesday, but we have at least two important things that you've got to tell us about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've got to tell us about how y'all met, so we need the story of y'all, and then we definitely need to know about you ending up here at Shades. Mm. Um, So, so yeah, so how'd y'all meet? Well, uh, freshman year, we had some mutual friends. and we we're also in a psychology class together, but we didn't notice each other. How interesting is that? I was about Ooh. to say who noticed um, who first. Hmm. So um, we had some mutual friends, and Cassie had had a long day. And they're like, hey, you want to come hang, hang out in Mountain View, which is across campus from literally everything else, and where William lives. Uh, and she's like, oh, I don't really want to. And then she's like, sure. And so she came over, and we hung out. Yeah. The end. So I think the end, and, and then we were married. No, we were we were, we were friends for a little while. I don't. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that's like the first time I remember officially being like meeting William. Like he becomes a solidified person oh, in my head. But I do remember meeting <laughs> him a, before that. Story. You were yeah, sludge. Another story. Well, yes, before <laughs> I do remember meeting him before that. But like in like a passing, you know, we're all freshmen. It was like freshman year. It's like nighttime. We were sitting on the in the Ben Brown Plaza. And so this guy was walking by, and he's not wearing shoes, but he's also not carrying shoes. Um, and so William, if you did not know, when he went to college, would just, like, not wear shoes outside. But he did have shoes. Anyways, and so we were, like, I was, like, with my friends, and somebody was, like, where are your shoes? And he was, like, I put them in the bushes so that no one would steal them. And it worked. He went back and found so I, Like, I remembered that later and was, like, that was definitely William. Like, there's no way it wasn't. <laughs> it's totally me. So, yeah. I, I, I regularly put my shoes in the bushes when I didn't want to carry them, but I didn't want a friend to like hide one. Yeah. This is because funny. I, I would hide one. I have so never I, I have never done that. With, it's, our stories connect, man. I've never done that with shoes, but on multiple occasions, I have hit, I always carry a pocket knife. Yep. And I will find myself, whether it's going into like a sporting event or, or a courthouse yep. or something like that, where I can't carry it in, and I will hide it in shrubbery. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's the way to do it. I should really clean out the shrubbery by a courthouse. I've heard of a lot of things being hit there. Oh, my word. Anyway. What'd y'all do for your first date? <laughs> this is... Uh, they so both laughed. So right when Brad said that, they both laughed. I mean, it was pretty normal. It was just... There, I hung out with Starling Reed a while back, and we went to Nothing But Noodles, and he was like, you know, this would be an awful place for a first date. And I was like, oh, great. This is where my wife and I went on our first date. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. He what just, are the odds? Out of nowhere, was like, wow, this would be a terrible place for your first date. And William was like, well, this is where I went on my first date with Cassidy. Like, so, and he was I like, remember oh. nothing but noodles. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It's is it good. still around? It's not bad. It's edible. For like a freshman in college who doesn't have any money and like does and also has yeah. not does not live, know any of the good places in Birmingham. There's variety. Yeah. It's right. It's a quiet place to talk. Close to campus, it yeah. wasn't in the calf. That's right. That's, That's right. True. And it was fancier than so, so many other things. So, how long did y'all date for? We dated for a while. Five and a half, five yeah. ish, including engagement. Yeah, like five years. Yeah. Okay. Tell me how the proposal happened. How did this happen? Do you want me to say it? Either way. Okay. I'll just well. So, like we had talked about getting married. I will say i think that if you are planning on getting married you should talk about it at least a little bit <laughs> which i'm sure everyone does but in movies they're just like oh i just decided but anyways we had talked about it and william had talked about like engagement rings and like what would you like and things like that and then like at some point he started not letting me answer his phone if we were if we were like in the car he'd be like i can't i have to talk to them later and then and then um so like i knew it was coming but i wasn't like i didn't you know i didn't know when and then um it was around, it was like actually I think New Year's Day in 2018. And like we had we had gone to a wedding and we were on our way back home. And William was like, do you want to come over for breakfast tomorrow? And I was like, sure. 
And I should have known then because at that point in time, William didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> he was just like, he just didn't. And so he was like, what do you yeah. want? And so That's and why I couldn't ask my wife to go on like a hike, do it on a mountain or something. She'd be like, a hike? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Suspicious. Yeah. But basically, um, he, he, I come over and he made me breakfast and he did not eat. And I didn't eat very much because I was like, this is a weird vibe. But... You know, you like you you know, but you don't want to like assume just in case something happens. And then so you're both just staring at each other, not eating, yeah. <laughs> not eating breakfast, <laughs> basically. Because neither of you are eating breakfast. I yeah. think he actually said, "I have something for you when you're done." And so I was like, "Okay." And then I don't remember how it worked, but he gave me actually uh, a like a handbound little like book. It's like more like a pamphlet, like a few pages, and it's a story from this thing that he's he had written and had been written. Um, about mainly, I mean, mostly like about love, about like I don't really know. It's a sober, so like it was a sober mythological treatment of romance. Yes, that's a good one. Um, because I, you know, um, I'd been writing a mythology, and uh, it was a romance between sort of a character who's very sympathetic to me and a character who was like Cassidy. I I feel. Like if someone had asked me to describe, how do you think William Ashley would have proposed? I feel like this would have been pretty close to what I would have come up with. Pretty good. And then he, and then he was like, and I don't, I honestly don't remember the next part. That's fine. Uh, after she finished reading, I like opened up the box and was like, "Hey, will you marry me?" And with that engagement ring, yes. um, designed, designed that himself. She give you the thumbs up like she just did. She nodded. And <laughs> she yeah. nodded, and then we went for a walk at like ten degrees outside. It was very cold. Oh, wow. yeah. And now, how long have y'all been married now? Three and a half ish. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. old married people. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, so remind me, um, were y'all married when you first showed up at Shades? Were y'all already married <laughs> at that point? I don't think y'all were. My you? first time at Shades was freshman year, so 2013. I visited several times per the recommendation of Brian Haynes. There you go. And I thought, hmm, this is weird charismatic stuff. I'm going to call <laughs> it I'm going to call it Shady Valley and not come back. <laughs> and sure enough, several of my friends with I think healthy theological leanings like Starling Reed and Dallas Knight and Emily Knight um they they were here and I was like, maybe I need to give it another shot. Uh, several years ago, when we were looking for churches, we almost went to Church of the Advent, but I think Cassidy would have been... Not Church of the Advent. Um, uh, Christ the King. Incredible. Christ the King. Yeah, and, yeah. But Cassidy would have been miserable, I think. Yeah. Coming from... <laughs> I mean, just like... No going, offense, just, Yeah, like going from a Southern Baptist... The people are great. The people were great. It was yeah. just a very, very different experience, and I was just so out of my element that I was like, I just don't know what even to do here. And then yes. I was also out of out of my element at Shades, but it was more like, this feels like, not closer to what I'm used to, but like different in a good way. I love that we're a compromised church. I feel like I hear that a lot. Oh, we're yeah. totally a compromised like, yeah, church. Yeah, we didn't fit here, <laughs> and then he wanted to go over here. We didn't fit there, and so you, we kind of landed with you guys in the middle. One of us wanted some liturgy. One of us wanted some charismatic stuff. <laughs> well, I, so I love the charismatic stuff yeah. now that I'm here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also like... Yeah, me too. You know, I... I do like liturgy. I think yeah. really like this was just different in a different direction for both of us. Yeah. Mm. Like it was neither of us really came from a super charismatic church or, and, and I didn't come from a liturgical church either. And so it was just kind of like, and it was, it was almost like the, the Anglican church was more like buttoned up and like a little bit more, I don't know the word, but then shades is very much less kind of buttoned up than I was structured. used to. Structured. Yeah. And and well, uh, yeah, structured differently. I feel like buttoned up is the way I'm saying it because it is not just, <laughs> um, it's not just like it's the structure of the worship. It is also sure. just the, the atmosphere, maybe. Yeah. The, atmosphere. Culture. Yeah. the culture. The culture, culture yeah. Yeah. To say it. yeah. So, so yeah, so William, you were here first and then you brought Cassidy? No, um, during the engagement period, we're visiting churches. Okay, we're okay. like, yeah. we're... I shouldn't badmouth too many other churches. <laughs> um, we need to start bleeping names. We decided that the larger church that we were going to 
was not as focused on theology and on repentance as we, especially William would have wanted. Yeah. And so, you know, coming here where we, you have the confession of sin in, as part of the worship and you have, I mean, pastors who focus very heavily on the scripture, like that was really cool. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like coming from an environment with no repentance, no recognition of the lament of sin, no recognition of the fallenness. And it was just like a party all the time with not great teaching, I felt like, or not really scripturally dedicated teaching. And coming here, I mean, it was a big change. Mm-hmm. So. so my first memory of y'all, like as a couple at Shades, because William... You and I knew each other because of Albany and we had the Gillianville connection and those kinds of things. But my first memory of y'all as a couple was, um, I don't know, it was probably after like it happened for the third week in a row. I just remember thinking to myself, does William's significant other, because I didn't know your name at the time yet. And so I remember thinking, does William's significant other just like not like me? Because, do, I don't, do y'all remember this? Like, what would happen oh, yeah. is every Sunday I would get, like, <laughs> half to three-fourths the way through my sermon, and y'all sat pretty close. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in unison, y'all would stand up <laughs> together and walk out. <laughs> and and I'm like, what, what what did I say? What happened? But, but what made me think specifically it was Cassie <laughs> that didn't like me is then about two minutes later... William would walk back in <laughs> and you yeah. were gone. I know. I knew this would happen. I thought about it every week as I was leaving. So I had to go to work. I, work started right, right, at right. like 11.30. It took, I figured that out eventually. I don't remember if I said it to somebody. I probably said it like Brad and yeah. John Marcos. probably like, do y'all know what's going on? It's like it's an act of protest. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you had to go to work. And William, out of the, the goodness of his heart, <laughs> didn't want to make you have to walk out alone. Which you could say I'm codependent. Nice. <laughs> it was nice, but I was like, every time I left, I was like, give, I was trying to like, uh, what is the word, broadcast to people. I was like, I'm, I don't want to leave, but I don't know how to do that without like stopping this. You have a big sign that you carry, going to work. It's just, anyways. Oh, <laughs> no, Amazing. but it just always makes me laugh when I, when I think about it. But thankfully, thankfully, uh, work uh, eventually shifted. Yes. And, and so now y'all are, y'all are here and here. Yeah, and incredibly, insanely involved. Um, like when I just start thinking through all the ways that y'all have volunteered and served, y'all have done like, have y'all done coffee before? You 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 serve on the prayer team. I feel like you've done everything. You serve on the prayer team, William. Obviously, with the farmers market, yeah. y'all have been involved in uh, my community group. Mm-hmm. You're here early every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, prayer ministry to, to do anything and everything True. under the sun I don't know yeah. but yeah we haven't I don't think we've actually done coffee to be specific well, somebody's I tried to train me before I think we've helped on days when somebody is like what or I think one time the coffee machine was broken and we were like oh no let's help mop up the coffee that's all I can <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. yeah but y'all do always come early mm-hmm. what, what's the deal with that so um I when I say early, I mean like, what time do y'all normally get here? Time to get here hour or two early. You definitely right? always have the thought if there's like something that we're we're trying to figure out who's going to do this this upcoming Sunday. We're like, well, the Ashleys will probably be we here. Probably are. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say William likes to get here early, so that's mostly his deal, which is good. Yeah, I'm. You know, sometimes it's really hard to live with myself. <laughs> so, um, so it's yeah. <laughs> Nice, right. nice. Where did you, you find you're that? Treating it, you're treating it like a joke, Brad. But, <laughs> um, so, but seriously, but, but seriously, it's really wonderful to come to a place where I know I'm loved and valued, and also where I can rest in service to the people around me. That's and awesome. it's like I don't have to, I don't know, be so alone in my head and I get to chill and focus on mm-hmm. service in the Lord and receiving that from the Lord. So yeah. mm-hmm. anyways, that's awesome. Well, we, we are so incredibly grateful for both of y'all and pray the Lord gives us many, many, many years of the Ashley's 
being stuck here with us. <laughs> We're pretty attached. Yeah. It'd, take a, it'd take quite a sign to yes. leave. Oh. Well, we are also thankful that y'all were finally able to join us as a couple yeah. for Shades Midweek. I feel like this has been a long time coming. Is there is did it did it meet all of your expectations? All of them. It was better than I could have expected. Is is there anything that you wished you could have shared that maybe got missed or skipped over? Yes. Uh, originally, Cassidy had had this plan this plot and i suggested against it i'm just kidding i totally didn't i was i was more (laughs) you were on board right i was way more committed to it than she was but she had this idea that we'd come in and we'd we'd pretend we were vampires who are bad at pretending they weren't vampires (laughs) (laughs) what would that look like um so we talk about our prestigious uh the 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 prestigious lines of family that have gone before us the prestigious bloodlines and maybe Maybe something about like, oh, I remember in the civil. I mean, I, I remember the the journals, the journalings of my <laughs> my my so ancestors like, in the Civil War. Just like just as we you interview know. you yes. on Shades Midweek, yes. you would be acting like this is your story. Yeah. Yes. Like we, each morning when I get out of my coffin, I just. Uh, <laughs> I'm know, somewhat disappointed. This isn't what we did. <laughs> I'm sorry well, if I smell like sunscreen, guys. You know. <laughs> Why did you come to church? Well, the diversity of the blood types was really interesting. I mean, the diversity of the uh, the, the viewpoints, the backgrounds. The backgrounds. <laughs> I I feel like the family lines. I feel like this is an episode coming in the future. Like that, we just have to do this at random at some point. I think we. I think we should. I'm, I'm, you I'm should totally, be like, totally on board. Email in if you want to be one of the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Nothing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it a secret. Well, all I was gonna say is you can email in whether you have a question for uh, the Ashleys or That's their right. alter egos. I don't. Do y'all have different names as your vampires pretending to not be vampires? No, but not I yet. do feel like I constantly have three or more people in my head, like all the time. So. <laughs> well, if you would like to ask William or any of those other three people in his head or Cassidy a question. Or their alter egos as vampires. Email us, Brad. I'm sorry. Midweek at ShadesValley.org. And we want you to email us because here at Shades Midweek, you're part of the conversation. <laughs>